Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, Cheeseheads, and welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Franco, your host for today. We're a day late. Um, yesterday, the Cheeseheads assembled. We went to the game, um, met up in the pub beforehand, and then had a few after, which basically meant that we were in no ship shape to be recording the pod. But here we are, 24 hours later, and thankfully it's a bank holiday weekend, so hopefully you haven't missed it too much. Uh, it's great. Just want to give some shout outs to everyone that was there yesterday. Also want to give a shout out to Anthony Carnal and Marcus, who we met in the pub afterwards. Uh, great to see you guys. And uh, yeah, nice to have a quick chat. Right. Now let's talk about some cheeseheads that are here with me to discuss. Bren, you've been globetrotting all over the place, haven't you? Now you're back in Dublin. Yeah, hey mate. Yeah, I'm back in Dublin. I was, um, yeah, I was over, obviously over for the game and last week at Lisbon uh, for the sporting game. And yeah, back in Dublin, off to back off to Brazil tomorrow. So a bit hoarse after yesterday. Uh, great, great day. Not as not as great as it could have been, but but um, yeah, it was all good. Yeah, sadly, Sandro's flight got cancelled at like the last minute. Sandro didn't make it over. Bren couldn't hide his disappointment when he turned up yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Cry more. Yeah. Oh, it was, it, it, I don't control over it. You know, like it was it was fine. And we did the FaceTime. He enjoyed that and. He'll be back. Yeah. He'll be over, and and everyone will see see him at the game, and he'll see the love because he's so popular with the fans, and he uh, he was really looking forward to it. So it's a, it's a shame, but we'll, we'll we'll go another time. We will indeed. Um, also joining from South London, Mr. Paul Muir. How you doing, mate? I'm um, really really good. Yeah, it feels quite weird. Um, obviously, just before the uh, to be recording straight after we normally record straight after the game, or within about an hour, hour and a half. But it feels quite weird doing it 25 hours later. I just had to like refresh my memory of the goal. Just gonna say, it's not helped your preparation at all, has it? And the score as well. Yeah, I thought it was like I thought it was five three. It wasn't. It was six two, Paul. Um, yeah, I just want to give a quick few shout outs as well. Uh, happy birthday, Matt Daniels, the guy who sits two to my right and has part of me for the last couple of seasons. Uh, Chris Langham uh, sits next to him as well, and Celia. Um, who sits next to me as well. Absolutely brilliant uh, day meeting up, up with also the cheese, as Franco talks about, but we had a really good time at the game and it was really, really enjoyable because it was a bit flat, uh, obviously, for uh, various reasons in the UK at the moment with the Queen. Mm. Uh, it was a bit, little bit kind of, uh, well, not flat, but it was definitely like not as raw as it could have been. But once we got the uh, the kind of the, the, the national anthem and the minute silence out of the way, it really picked up, and those guys really, really made it good in the ground. So thanks to those guys, and happy birthday, Matt. 
there you go, top stuff. Right, as we always do, let's crack into the team selection. And again, we've got stuff to talk about this week. It makes a big change. Um, Paul, son, the writing was on the wall and he finally got dropped um, Kulu back in. Perisic played on the right, which seemed yeah. a very strange one. Mm. And obviously Sanchez and Longlane for the injured Davies. I did think he took a cruncher in uh, Lisbon. And Romero, who we've, we've all kind of said doesn't look 100% at the moment. Yeah, there was there was a, f- a few in there. I was like r- really surprised to see um, the switch around with the wing backs, and uh, obviously, you know, Perisic starting on his on on the other side. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't know until I was reading up on Davies early yesterday morning that he actually got a hairline fracture or something in his foot or his 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 shin bone or, or but it's only going to be a fortnight, I reckon, two or three weeks, which means he'll be back after international break. Um, yeah, Romero's not looked, not really looked at the races, Fulham, and obviously during the week as well in the Champions League. So, and then Son. I mean, I've 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 been quite vocal about saying well done to Conte for like trying to play him through this, but I was kind of surprised he dropped him. To be honest, I mean, you say writing on the wall, but if you come this far, like this far in the season so far to like play him, you might as well just see him like you know start the final game for a two week break. But you know. What do I know? Conte knows him, sees him like, you know, three hours a day in training and, and has all the stats. But as, as it proved, you know, he, he, he was a masterstroke by Conte. He came on and obviously got the hat-trick in 16 minutes, which was uh, which was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he anticipated that either, to be fair. <laughs> I don't think that was the plan, right? Come on and score a hat-trick. That'd be nice. But um, yeah, it's good that it worked out, I suppose. Um, what did you think about the lineup when you saw it, Bren? Any surprises for you? Yeah, no, I think the um, I, I thought that Romero being being hooked was a surprise, but but like I said, he, he didn't have the best game uh, out in, um, uh, in in Lisbon and and against Fulham. So um, yeah, it was it was a it was a decent lineup, I thought. And and the one thing I spotted though, and I, I know we'll go through the goals later on, like he switched um, Perisic and Cessna over literally yeah. a minute after they scored. But anyway. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was uh, it, it wasn't dropping Son either. Like it was, it's a team game. It's, rotation is part of it, and uh, maybe he just needed to sit down, think about it. And I said to Rachel, uh, I said, just imagine bringing Son on uh, as a sub late on, tired legs, etc. So um, I was I was I was fine with it. The, the worry was defence for me as opposed to the the Son thing. Yeah, and I think it, it transpired that it was quite an open game, and it probably would have been quite good for Son to have played ninety minutes. I think he would have would have seen him be a much better performance from him than we have done recently. I think he, he thrives in those games, and obviously, like we said, he came on and got three some absolute worldies in there, which we'll talk about in a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, in terms of the experiments, I wasn't too fast. I don't I don't really understand why we're playing uh, a left back or a left winger. Uh, right back. I just find that a bit odd that Perisic is there. But we have said that he's versatile. Um, he can play anywhere. Don't think he was particularly great. And I think, like you say, uh, that that changed <laughs> after that after their second goal. Do you think it's anything to do with Madison? Do you think Madison playing wide right? Do you think it had anything to do with that? So do you think? No, I just don't think. I mean, look, the, the weird thing about Perisic was he was just giving the ball away a few times early on, and I think we were all kind of moaning about that. And I mean, we talk about the game very early on. We gave away that penalty. It was a it, it seemed like it was only a minute into the game to me. It went really quickly. And then all of a sudden, we're staring down the barrel at that. Mm. But Perisic was culpable as part of that, wasn't he, Paul? Yeah. He dived in part of the build-up to that. And and then again, it, like, Sanchez just diving in. From where I was, it looked like it was tight. I've watched the the, the replay. It was dead on the line. Yeah. But it, it, it looks like he tries to pull out because he's 
dived in and he's flying. Like you can't slow yourself down from that. And you know the Leicester players, he's bought that as much as anything. Yeah, I think Sanchez initially gets pulled out of position and goes goes to the uh, the touchline. I think he gets megged, and then Perisic dives in, and then Sanchez after being megged is, is always playing catch up against uh, JJ uh, Justin, and. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was pretty certain it was inside as well um, when I saw it, but it's just unfortunate because you know, we, you know, Sanchez, he's done, he's not done too bad, and then unfortunately, you know, that happens like really early doors in the game, and you just think, you know, is that is, is that going to prey on his mind and stuff like that as well? Um, but you know, I've, I've said it a couple of times now, Perisic defending, he's he's not great. He's, he's mm. you know, we, we really need to have like you know like a, a very decent kind of like defender behind him to like keep 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 the back door closed while he's like doing his what he's very very elite stuff going forward because he gets beaten a lot especially for one on ones and proof mm. with a penalty. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange one. Um, I mean, I, I think a few of us have been moaning about Royal recently, but what did you make as well, Bren, of his midweek comments about Doherty? I mean, it seems like he's he's still in favour, but he's just not fit. I didn't know what the comments were. What do you say about Doherty? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much exactly that. He just said that he's he's not the player he was when he was here last year. He's, and he's getting there, but he's oh, not. Oh, Conte said basically. that about Doherty. Uh, yeah, I thought not, he said Emerson said it about Doherty. Like, what does Emerson give a shit about Doherty? <laughs> We're slagging each other off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's no good. But on the on the pen, like the, the retake, because I was so like when he saved it first, it was a great save. I was so happy. And they don't show replays of these things in the ground, obviously. So you're like, well, no, you kind of have to go with the even though you're pissed off, you go with the ref's judgment. And he, he was obviously like, what what young keepers do now, they still jump forward, but they have to keep like a toe on the line, and so they yeah. need to close it down as much as possible. But he just sort of jumped. And then saved it, and you're like, oh, he's probably off his line. But is that enforced? It's like, has that happened any other time this season that, that we know of? The, the retake because he's off the line. Not in the prem that I can think of, but it's it's been enforced in. I've definitely seen it happen in the last couple of years, definitely. Yeah, and I'm looking at it now. It's so split second because it's like you're waiting for you know, Larice kind of tries to time it so that he jumps just as he's about to strike it, but I think he lands. But to be fair, I'm looking at it now. Like the ball's gone by the time Lloris actually puts his foot down. Mm. So I don't know. What the, I mean, it's extremely tight. Does the goalie get that much of advantage? Does he? Does yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, it does. Does so. does he really get that much of advantage? He... If you can jump like a meter off your line and then dive, then you're narrowing quite a bit of an angle, I suppose. Okay. But Lloris is maybe like look, I'm looking at it now. When that ball is leaving Tiedemann's foot, Lloris's right leg is about a foot off the line, and his back heel is a is millimetres off the line it's crazy it's It's not that much of an advantage I'm amazed they pulled it back for that but yeah it's what it is anyway it didn't really matter in the scheme of things (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean if we'd lost the game on that basis I'm sure we would have been absolutely stewing about it but it was a I don't know I thought that was a bit tight especially considering the penalty was literally on the line I know that's Mm. technically a penalty Mm. so you can't really argue with it but yeah very fine margins in those decisions definitely but it didn't last long, did it, Bren? We were up the other end within minutes and um, very quick response from Spurs, which is good to see. Yeah, it was it was good. And it was the first of sort of many corner, got like, I think one was disallowed, but we, it's either Leicester were really shit at defending them or we worked on them really well because it was a really good work. To, you could see it happening, just the Leicester players couldn't. Like uh, Kluzewski just got that yard of space on the defender and to whip that ball in, it was really well whipped in. And you could tell that yeah. it was a, a worked sort of, planned procedure through through training 
Um, yep. But the execution was brilliant, and and it just landed on his head. And you had sort of, I think it was Charleston was next to him, and I think maybe Sanchez. So you had three players running in there, and it was mm. uh, yeah, it was good. And and you kind of felt it was it was coming. I thought that I never felt even when we were one 0 down, and when they got the second goal, I, I didn't really feel that that this game was was in doubt. No, I, th- I think that's it. It was a bit. You could sense it was a bit of frustration because I think people were expecting us to Leicester to just completely roll over and give us no problems, and, and that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Like whilst we absolutely smashed them in the end, Leicester gave a good account of themselves yesterday. I didn't catch match the day. I got back just as it was at the last of it, and I think Gary Lineker was saying it's you know their best performance of the season, and that he thought they played really well. Yeah, they did but they're not as good as us, so that's unlucky. Um, but yeah, it was a well-worked set piece, uh, and you look like Big Dave nearly gets on it, and like you say, Richarlison's there, and Kane's got probably the easiest header he's going to have in like <laughs> his entire career. He's about a metre away from the goal. It was just a, a brilliantly dug-out cross with a bit of bit of swerve on it as well. Like Kula's the one player now in our team who's got that in his locker, isn't he, Paul? Just every time you see him get the ball and he's he's, he's running down down that channel and you're wanting Emerson to go on the outside to and he'll use that dummy run literally all the time and then he cuts in his left foot and death taxes it's certainty that it's gonna be a good ball coming in and um yeah, they overloaded the back post against Castagna. And Castagna's not that tall, and there was three no. big guys there. It, it it was it was from the training ground. It was from you know Perisic comes with we talked about this. Perisic comes with dead ball line, gets it coolly like uh, jinx jinx uh, back onto his left foot, and and then it comes. It's it was really good. It was really good. But he 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 puts in ninety nine point nine percent of the time decent quality off his left peg, and if you're a forward, if you're a forward or a six foot four defender. I'm going after that ball because I know where it's going and that's going to be delivered quality. And that's, yeah. that's amazing. It's amazing to have that. It was very similar in terms of the distance from the line to his goal against Arsenal, but that that wasn't the, a similar routine. I think it was a it was a flick, and it was before our, our set piece guy was was employed by the club. But it, do you know do you know what I mean? Like when he sort of right at the back post, sliding in, and uh, it was very similar to the Goons goal. I thought. It was nice, and it'd be interesting because uh, we it was in the news, wasn't it? We've got a new set piece coach. Mm-hmm. I think Davo was asking in the Slack chat yesterday whether he's getting paid on a per goal basis because he should be. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when we're playing Leicester. But I mean, that was it. Because after the goal, we actually, we had a decent amount of possession, I think, at that point. It was about 55, 60%. And then it dropped off and it did feel like that. I was like, oh man, we're just letting them back into it. They had more possession. They were kind of controlling the play a bit more without really penetrating too much. But then we went up the other end, got a corner and another decent goal from Eric Dyer there as well like that's an angle that, that yep. he scores at isn't it Paul he's come he's come like just in front of the six yard box and he's got like a little eyebrows on it and he's, he's hit that angle again to, uh, yesterday uh, that, that mm. yeah I mean also I think we have a load of the front we had like two or three players like bombing in like literally like pelting in like off of, off of like a five ten metre run really attacking yeah, the ball it. so we know where the ball's yeah. going I mean that's definitely planned that's just not Ericsson putting his hand up and hopefully getting it in the six yard box I mean that's that, that that's like an hour of like you know there's, 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 a, there's a net of 25 balls Right, you've just got to keep putting in that area, and I mean, and that that's just repetition of uh, of of stuff on the training ground, and it yeah, really nice angled like yeah, flick from Eric. It was it was really nice goal. I was I like it when we score goals like that because like we're not we're not really kind of like had that before, have we? We've not really had that kind of like you know we've always been like trying to play pretty 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 or like it, it, a bales hit a worldly like seasons ago or something like that. But I I like scoring like good old kind of like you know football goals. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, felt 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 nice. Big centre defender comes up from a corner, bang, have it. How'd you like those apples? You know, Bob. 
Well, I think we went so long without ever scoring from corners that we just I, I grew to just accept them as meaningless. <laughs> it's like, never never got excited. You know when on TV they're like, oh, and they've won a corner here. Let's see what can happen. As a Spurs fan, I'm just like, nothing's going to happen, mate. But, you know, things have changed. Not on free kicks, though. <laughs> free kicks we still got to work on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's still a bit of work to do, definitely. But, again, after that goal, what disappointed me was we kind of let Leicester get back into it. And I, I say we let them as if it's all in our power. Like Leicester <laughs> were, did quite well, but they had plenty of possession after that. And we're getting back into the game, I felt. Yeah, they, they did have that period of domination towards the the end of the first half. And, and, and they got the goal. I don't think they deserved it, but we didn't. We just weren't at the races. We weren't. We just sat, sat off and, and, like you said, let them have the ball. And, and I was saying, I think I said to Rachel something, I was like, that's all well and good, it, but but we don't have the pace of Son to exploit that. Son would be perfect for this, like because <clears> we're letting him have <throat> the ball. But, but um, yeah, it, I think they still, like after the after the game, they still had more possession than us overall. I think mainly because yeah. of that period, that sort of 20-minute period where they, they pretty much bossed it. We, 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 we weren't confident with the ball, it looked like. It's, it's similar to, to, to good sporting uh, midweek. So... Yeah, it was a worry. Yeah, and it led to, to Madison's sort of scuffed loop shot. And um, so Sessegnon was 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 bullied there. And that's what I said earlier, where uh, immediately they got that goal. Uh, Conte was furious and, and just switched them over, saw that it hadn't worked. He was just so mm. weak in the air. And, and he, he's not the biggest lad, uh, uh, Sessegnon, but he was just bossed off it. And uh, was it Castagne, I think? Uh, and yeah, got the ball was. in to, to, to Madison. But to be fair, I mean, they talk about it was an amazing goal. I agree. It did kind of come off his shin. He's guided it in the right area. But when it, it kind of just looped and I was at the angle, I was just like, is not quite going to get on this. Yeah. I was so annoyed it went in. Um, it did feel a little bit fortuitous or an amazing goal if you're a Leicester fan, I suppose. <laughs> One I, of those ones. I thought he meant it. I thought I thought he got quite a good connection. I've not, I've actually, I, I'm, 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 yeah, if I'll be like, no, what are you talking about? No, I, 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 he knew what he was doing, and it was like at an angle, and um, it, it, it I, I thought it was a really, really tidy finish. But if Friend says he shinned it, he shinned it, and he has a bit. He, like I said, he's guided it. If that's the thing, if it doesn't come off your foot, then I'm never going to say you 100 percent meant it because as soon as it's coming off a different body part, you know, you, you're guiding it where you want it to go, but it's not a precise finish. But anyway, it's a goal. It was frustrating to concede at that point. But let's talk about the crowd a little bit because. A, <laughs> the, the minute silence was not observed brilliantly. And it made it so awkward, I felt, because you've got some people start singing Spurs songs or whatever. Then you get every, like a load of people going, shh. Then you got somebody else saying something, more shushes. Then you had some bloke stand up and go, stop being so disrespectful, you. And you just think, how is that helping the situation? Then you get people laughing at that. It just it all felt like a bit of a shambles, to be honest. And then thankfully, we got at least like a good 30 seconds of silence. But then at half time, it's 2 2. It's been a relatively entertaining game. Yes, there's been lots of things to be frustrated about in that. You know, Davinson Sanchez defending at times, mm. <laughs> Perisic is defending at times. There was quite, you know, the lack of possession of the ball, letting them get back into it. But I still would not have booed that in a million years. Like, there's so much worse performances that we've had that probably do deserve to be booed. What did you think about the crowd just say, Paul? Because like you said, it was it was subdued to start with. That might have been because of the occasion. And, you know, we did get into it. But I just don't like the fact that we're just so entitled that we boo when we're not happy. I'm not going to go down the route, which you and I have spoken about, about money paid versus value of entertainment. I think it's too complex an issue to get into a 45-minute hour-long podcast. 
Um, there is a massive sense of entitlement in our fan base. Come and talk to me at the ground if you want to talk about this. Get get me on Twitter at Pemia. I'm, I'm I'm up for talking about this. But this sense of entitlement is like feeling that we should just steamroll teams like Leicester and be four nil up. Um, that's not how sport and Premier League football works. It's happened a few times. It's 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 almost like if it's it's almost gladiatorial in a way. Like you can imagine like these people who boo just turning their thumbs down and just saying like you know like finish him or kill him or or, or what. I just don't I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. You have got forty five minutes left to like you know to like you know turn it around and by hell did we turn it around? Obviously in the second half, but I don't I don't think any any sports person at any level is going to play better if they're booed. I don't get that. I, I know that for a fact, but I just don't understand the the mentality behind someone uh, somebody playing like top dollar um, and then just being so unhappy because they haven't seen what they wanted to and boo them. I, I just think there's like there's a lot of disconnects there in my head. A lot of disconnects. It happened at um, the Marseille game as well, and I, I, I caught up. It pissed me off. It was audible. I was watching it in the pub here in Dublin, and and I was just like, we're in the Champions League. What? What? Uh, 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 when have we ever been? Uh, this regularly in the Champions League, it, and, and I just it's the short memories. I was like, I said this on the pod already, but the, the guy I was sitting next to was wearing the old Ginola shirt from '98, you know, with the V-neck and, and the pony one. It was awful material. And like, can you, could you imagine back then us being in the Champions League and they're booing at half time because it's nil nil, and then again this time because two and the, the the minute silence with the Queen that wasn't just our home game, the away game in Lisbon as well. The the Portuguese uh, like respected it a hundred percent. The noise came from our fan base, and again, I just it it was it was shameful. I thought I thought and mm. embarrassing as we're overseas and everyone else is respecting it, and the people from our own country are the ones that are uh, sort of shouting and booing and saying "f the queen" and stuff. Just bullshit. Yeah, that is mad. I mean, I'm not a royalist, but I still think in those situations you pay your respects yeah. regardless, and even if you just you, keeping quiet is not difficult. Well. My missus wouldn't agree, but um, <laughs> but um, she doesn't listen. I won't get in trouble. Um, yeah, shout out to Phil Ambrose on the, the Patreon. He said, talk of embarrassing, more booze at halftime. Yes, we were poor, but this is multiple times now it's happening and we aren't even losing. Yes, fans pay their money and it gives them a right to show feelings, but it's happening so often it will just become meaningless. And I know fans can do as they please, but to me, it's not a good look. I agree. It's just not a good look. And I don't think yesterday warranted it. And I think my response to that was, it maybe wasn't just direct at the players and their performance. It was more everything that had happened in that half. Because don't forget, we had that disallowed goal, which I've still not actually seen or <laughs> understand why, because it was at the other end. I was like, why was that not given? I just didn't understand it. Obviously, the penalty being, and then that being retaken as well. And then the fact that we kind of let them back into it and they got that, not a last-minute goal, but in the dying minutes of the game, they got back into it. I just think it was just a general frustration with how that half had gone, rather than directed, you know, a performance of the players. Because you know, it wasn't as bad. We've had much worse performances, yep. and and nothing's happened. So that's that's my take on it. But yeah, still not a good look. Anyway, second half started off very brightly. Bren Bentoncourt, a man who's not particularly known for his goals, <laughs> made that himself, didn't he? Makes the tackle. They're a great finish. Yeah, Brent. Brent and Core. Let's go. What do you think of him now? You've seen him live. 
Look, I, I, I like him. I just said that I didn't really see it, but I, I do. I do. I do now. I do now. Um, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was good. He nicked it off in DD, and who, which which is quite surprising. And DD is usually very sort of uh, disciplined, but he uh, mm. he robbed it off him of his toes and had no one else to pass to. So just ran with it, run Forrest, and and it was a great finish. Like just just Lovely. slotted it in, and his first goal for the club, and the first of many, we hope. So uh, very happy for him. He looked he looked delighted as well that he'd got his first goal and. Um, yep. Again, that these things, but they they do breed confidence, as we've been saying with Son. So, uh, yeah, fair play to, to Rodrigo Bentancur. <laughs> and the other thing I liked was that him and um, Hoybier were involved in the assist today as well. Love that he pressed, he pressed, and he led the press. And we've seen it before. We saw it a couple of times last season as well. He's not he's not scared of like going and getting the ball himself, is he? And he 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 knew indeed he was going to like he's right footed and he indeed he didn't and he kind of like came down his right hand side and just like took the ball off his toe and yeah and just put it past Ward off the inside of the of the upright and it, sorry the the post and yeah I I, I really like Rodrigo Mentico I think he had so much when you see him live and you know and he's 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 essential for us playing well what did you make of the early subs I mean we've we talked about Perisic um, that wasn't working so it kind of made sense to me that he brought Royal on he, he gave it 10 minutes at the start you know, mm-hmm. the half, and we'd obviously scored by then and he kind of let, left it a bit longer realised it still wasn't really working Perisic wasn't having a great game made that sub four minutes later double sub Dave and Rick <laughs> Richarlison's off um Sonny and Romero get their chance at 59 minutes uh, that makes sense to you Paul uh, yeah it, it did uh, not Really, Richardson's day stay for whatever reason. Um, mm-hmm. He's not that great in build-up, to be honest. Um, he's a finisher, isn't he? He's he's you, he does come short and he's back to goal. He's pretty good and he hustles and he hurries and he can nick the ball here and 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 make a defender kind of like lose the ball and and snatch it back and stuff. But yesterday, I don't think he's really that much involved with coming towards the ball. He's back to goal and starting anything off. That's not really his his game. So. It was uh, not a shock to see him go. Um, I was a little bit surprised at how early we made the subs at fifty-five and fifty-nine yeah. minutes. To be honest, yeah. that was um, that, that that was interesting. Um, and then, yeah, uh, obviously, Perich was on a yellow as well. So, yeah, and then Raw coming on and fifty-nine. But the subs himself, you know, obviously we're going to go into it now. But you know, yes, you, you look at it and think, God, you know, he taken off, you know, you know, your Brazilian num- number nine who's going to go to the World Cup and then bringing on like you know someone. Of, of Son's capability and, and obviously he had a point to prove because he was rotated, he didn't start. Was, you, you've got to say, well done Conte on that. Really, really good job. Yeah, I think it was it was interesting to see him make an early sub for a change and I think the changes were warranted. Like Dave wasn't having a great game in defence and yeah, like you say, Richarlison just wasn't quite clicking. I don't think he likes running the channels too much and I think He's, you know, he he's fifty fifty when it comes to holding the ball up. He just puts himself about, and he's a he's a menace up there. And like you say, he he's he's a finisher as much as anything else. Um, but you know, work rate, closing down, all that stuff. He brings lots of things to the table. But yesterday, it just it wasn't quite clicking for him. But then made that change, gave Rogers something to think about. Rogers did nothing in return. <laughs> then on seventy minutes, uh, we kind of changed the formation up a bit as well. Bren uh, going to a three-man midfield, which quite a few of us have said should be an option in the team, and taking off Kulu. Yeah, so we we saw a bit more minutes for Visuma, which was which mm. was a good one because uh, we, we got to integrate him into the team. He's clearly a class player, and again, like the change in formation was something that we've been calling out for a bit of fluidity and flexibility with our formation, just to 
to, to thicken things up in midfield. Midfield always has, seems to be that weak point for us. So uh, adding the extra man, I think with with, um, with the switch for, of Richarlison for Son, I just think that, that Leicester were playing too high, a really high line, and that doesn't suit Richarlison. As you said, he's better when he's a bit like 20, 30 more metres closer to the goal. So he was just sort of snuffed out, and and but it was made for Son, tired legs to come on with with how many. Well, 30, 40 minutes in the second half. Um, so it was it was the right move. And, and it was good to see Basuma. I thought Basuma played well. We, he came over to where I was sitting and took pictures with, I assume it's like a famous French guy, was it there? Or, 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 Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he was long curly hair. It might have been Cantona. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, no, it was um it was good to see him getting more minutes. Interesting that he yeah, he decided to change things up a bit. But again, he was giving Rogers something to think about. And again, Rogers didn't really do much about it. Um I think he made some subs a couple of minutes later. Vardy came on for, for Dakar and Ian Acho came on for Jubri Hall. So you know, they tried to get back into it at that point, and obviously we had the, the two common advantage. And then Sonny. Oh no, that was just after Sonny had scored he made those subs. Sorry, my bad. Um but then I mean, what what can you say? <laughs> like we've been moaning about him for weeks. Just the sunny show in those last twenty minutes, Paul. Like that first goal was just incredible. When you consider that the other week he was scuffing shots from sort of ten yards away, the, just the, the the finish on that ball was amazing. How can I put this? It's just just came on with confidence, didn't he? He just came on with a point to prove, and like you know, he obviously took it as a personal kind of almost like a slight and insult not to start. For I mean, he loves the club, we love him, and all and all those things. But you can see that you know, by celebrations, very calm, pointing to himself. Look, it's me. I'm back. You know, it probably probably really probably really gave him the jolt he needs to be honest to to not start. But yeah, the first goal. I mean, just just. As you said, I think it was three steps or three touches of the ball. Didn't even look at the goal, knew exactly where it was, and just yep. just hit it beautifully. Just absolutely. I mean, you know, I could never hit a football like that. And um, and he's he, he's 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 been under pressure for the last since the start of the season, and he he goes and does that. And it doesn't matter if Ward doesn't matter if like you know who goes in goal for that. You know, no one is saving that. It comes off it underneath the crossbar. It, the shape, mm. the shape, and the pace on it, and the, the confidence to do that. Just from the outside of the box, I mean, very similar to like, you know, we'll talk about his other goals, but it just, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous, absolutely yeah. gorgeous. No, it was a great finish. I was in shock at the time. I mean, Ward, I'm not going to say it was down to him because, like you say, it was unstoppable. Ward, not a great goalkeeper, but like you were not stopping that, no matter who you were. Absolutely amazing finish. And yeah, like you said, the fact that you didn't look up, but the thing that gets me as well, you look at that finish, right foot curling, beautiful. Minutes later, Bren curling left foot <laughs> another beautiful goal isn't it yeah exactly it just shows what confidence can bring that first goal as you said was just perfectly hit to because it's an art you know like to get it in that spot where it's over the keeper's hand but under the bar it, it just inch perfect and these are the margins that they're playing at and, and I think he's been close he's not been playing terribly 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 all season he's had these chances they just haven't come off because these margins are so fine he's, he's hit the woodwork a few times so it was it was going to come and um, yeah that second was he's, he scored a similar goal uh, against Leicester last season it was only a few months ago I think it was still this year uh, where we just trounced him I think again by five goals I think it was um, and yeah, just a just a beauty. Like just just, it, how do defenders defend against him, knowing that he can hit it with both pegs? It's it's impossible yeah. to to make the call to commit. You know, it was just just perfection. And again, the goalie had no chance. 
Yeah. I mean, we've got Davo on the Patreon saying that (laughs) Leicester's defence are awful and blah, 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 blah. Don't get too excited. And he has a slight point because if you allow Sun space and time, you can see what he can do. And I think that's it. Maybe he's just been... He's been trying so hard that he's often been taking shots in areas where you shouldn't be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think last night he was a bit lucky. They they stayed they stayed off him. They they didn't want to put in a tackle. They let him sort of run at them, and then like, he just took that shot. And there was nothing they could do at that point. No. The second one again, he finds himself in space. No one's really closing him down. He just thinks, okay, I'll, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna curl it in the in the in the corner then. So like. If you allow him that space, I still think he's always going to be deadly. And his the, the third goal again, not keeper got a, a hand to it and whatever, yeah. and got a block on it, but it went in. Um, but again, another brilliant finish from Sun to cap off that performance. Only spoiled by the fact that VAR tried to get involved, even though he was no the, side, the, the VAR was, saved it. Like the um, he was oh sorry, it was the linesman. <laughs> the linesman was the linesman. with like obviously knowing that he's got Basuma and Bentacle behind him starts going kind of. Starts going like Rogan, like starts bursting through the middle, like a prime, like a prime Conte, and um, you know Son Son's not going to meet him. He can see the runner with the ball, and he's got again the number of the defender. He he's, he, he can see the back of the defender. He's not going to miss time that that run. He's not because that's we we we're behind him on my side of the ground and. The shape, you knew, you knew, you knew what he was going to do. He's going to put it to the goalie's left. He was going to curl it, and the body shape and the confidence at that point, and it was always going in. That that was like Son last season. Um, just looked a different player. And I don't know about you boys, but I really felt the relief in the ground when the first one went. It just quick, quick note. I just felt like mm. everybody was absolutely made up for him because obviously we've all wanted him to do so well, and you know he's he's taken a few pelters like on social media and and obviously in the media for Sky and cut people on BT and stuff, but the relief in the ground when he scored was, yeah, it was palpable. It was, um, it was, it was lovely. It was lovely. Yeah. And that third one, but it was, I'm really glad that, you know, Hoiberg's like bursting through the middle there, you know, and laying the ball off to one of our, like one of our kind of like forwards. It's really nice to see. Yeah. No, it was really good. And obviously you can see what's interesting this season is every time we play a team that's got an ex-Spurs player, it's always, it's always some video of Son like, giving them a hug and stuff like that. Like Marcus Edwards midweek as well. It's just like everybody seems to be Sonny's mate. Do you think he's one of these people that just won't won't allow you to not be his mate? <laughs> I'm going to talk to you. We're going to have some banter about something. Don't you worry. But he's, um, he's obviously a really nice guy. And like whilst we've been moaning about it, none of us have said that he's not a decent player it just has to come doesn't it and yeah it, what, what a way for it to, to sort of get him back on track can I just say that some people thought he'd peaked some people because <laughs> uh, we're, we're digging out Dave far too much on this pod and that's not, Dave wanted to come on this pod in the first place but obviously Aussie time hasn't allowed so I'm not going to let you dig him out too much I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to dig him out I just think it's very very easy to say to say things this week he's been streaky which we know that 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 that's that's just a, a point of truth and a point of reference. But to say that he's peaked, um, and it's just that's you, you don't go from the heights of last year and just fall off the cliff. You don't, unless you're West Ham. Okay, individual individual <laughs> player, but you'll probably edit this out because. But Dave, I'm not digging you out. I just think it's. I think people it's very quick to jump to these things when you know you've only played like five or six, seven league games. Just one one thing on the the third goal. I was sort of. I can understand. I sympathise with uh, with linesmen or with assistant referees because he sort of got pelters for for calling it, and it was onside. But I, I was almost almost sort of in line with it, and 
I'll admit, I saw a flash of, of white shirt go ahead and and I, I immediately thought, I think as Vars trained us to think that, he's, oh, he's probably yeah. offside. And then then the, the flag went up and I didn't even question it. So, oh, and then Var came up. I'm like, oh, hello. The Var giveth and taketh away, you know. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was quite fun as well. It was like, we were going, oh, when he was making the call. When Var was like, why, why are Var calling it back? Usually the, the linesmen are... Are pretty pretty accurate, and then then he gave it, and and he, we could celebrate again. So we had two sort of celebrations, and uh, yeah, it was it was just it was it was good to sort of be in the ground. I don't go to many games, so these, these kind of things are, are fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. And it was a you know the atmosphere was good by then because we were smashing them. <laughs> so like whether that goal count or not didn't really matter. People were just like it's an added bonus. So yeah, it was good. But um, yeah, I mean, it capped off a nice day. I think uh, we would have been disappointed if we didn't beat Leicester. But to beat them so convincingly is really good. Looks good for the goal difference, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The Gooners going and winning again today. Man City obviously won, so we're all up there keeping the pressure on each other. It's um, you know, it's been a good start to the season. I just wanted to sort of talk about that because <laughs> obviously going into an international break, we've got a really tough month when we get home, starting off with a load of away games. It's not going to be easy, um, but I think. If you look at the start of the season we've had, certainly in the league, it's been really good, hasn't it, Paul? Yeah, we're unbeaten. It's, it, okay, and I think there's been some decent performances. Uh, the Chelsea game, the away game as well, is probably the highlight of my season mm. because I think we kind of, we, we didn't give up. We got we, we got fortunate, but, you know, fortune's part of sport. Uh, I don't want to go down this this idea it's a results-based business all the time because I think I've made a bit of a... An idiot of myself sometimes when I talk about that because I'm a bit emotional. But you know the results have been the performances have been adequate enough to be us. You know we're third. Well, we're joint second on on, on goal differences, and then yep. they're only one point ahead, and we've got a better goal difference than that lot down the road. So it's been a great start this season. It's you know performances. You know it's. Yeah, let, let's see what everybody else is when they're playing twice a week and, and these teams have got to go to like out of Azerbaijan and places like this. Let, 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 let's, just, let's just hope there's no injuries over the, over the international break. That, that, that's one thing we should talk about is like, let's just hope everybody comes back pretty fit. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of like make you think, doesn't it? Because I'm sure that Liverpool and probably Chelsea have had more good minutes. Because I think we were talking about it, like when have we played well this season? Someone make Matty at halftime as well, because I saw he was, I looked across and he was screaming at the at the pitch, like indiscriminately at the team. I was like, sent him a text saying, calm down. So I thought we will go and see him at halftime. And he was just, yeah, we haven't played well, like 80 minutes against Fulham this season. Apart from that, it's not been that good. I bet Liverpool and Chelsea have had more good minutes this season. And yet, they're way below us in the table and, you know, they're, they're struggling comparatively. So it's that thing, like, if you play badly and you get results, you've just got to hope at some point it clicks. I don't think the performances have been good enough this season, but when you look at the results, like say, Paul, all the old adages, isn't it? When you look back at the end of the season, you won't really care about the performances because okay. you'll look at the points on the table. And I think we're putting ourselves in a good position for when we come back. What do you think, Brent? Yeah, I agree with all that. I think also that the fitness is is a factor involved here as well. That in terms of it's we had a grueling preseason, and mm. and so I think we're still getting into our rhythm. Um, and and also I've I mentioned this before that, that maybe the lack of intensity is is to preserve energy bearing in mind the schedule. I, I'm, I swear I think it is it is a factor. I, they must mm. because we we played really badly against Marseille because we had Man City on the weekend, so that was clearly even subconsciously in the players' minds. And so that like, Marseille were winning the second balls, they were winning the first balls, they were winning the fifty fifties. So and and that that's been the frustrating thing to watch is that that. 
everything that we were good about at the end of last season, we kind of lost that 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 grit, that determination, mm. the, the going into challenges, winning the 50-50s, just bossing it and having that air of inevitability about us. We lost a bit of that, but I still think that that, um, that, that there is there's enough. We've seen enough and we, we, we can have faith in the manager that he knows what he's doing. The players have all bought into it. Um, and we got, as you said, we get the results. It's not been the prettiest, but 17 points from seven games, is it? That's 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 decent, you know? That's our best start, is it, after seven games, probably? Well, yeah, we've only dropped four points, which is extremely good. Um, and I mean, the other thing as well, we have had a few injuries. I've been a bit frustrated with the lack of rotation, which didn't really seem like it made sense, but he's he's doing that a bit more now, obviously, in the last couple of games. And he's kind of come out and, and given us a reason for why some of these players aren't playing. I don't necessarily think digging out Basuma and saying he doesn't understand his tactics is the best <laughs> the best approach. But, I'm, I'm, pretty, you know. I'm pretty sure that he knew that question was coming. And I'm probably, I'm pretty sure he would have prepped Basuma and say, look, I'm going to say this. There's no way somebody at Conte is going to, do, is going to throw someone under the bus like that. I, don't, I, I just don't see it. I just think, mm. I just think he probably, he probably, that Basuma probably been pre-warned about he might get some questions or and Conte's told Basuma I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this and Basuma's gone alright boss whatever I, 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 I don't think man management that bad is something that Conte would do I, I just think I think I think we've got to take a, a, a huge pinch of salt to be honest because as you say mm. he came on saying he, he, he did well he did really well yeah okay we took it all we brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Well, we're going to take a bit of a break for the, the internationals. No one really cares about this Nations League, does it? We might sort of do a, a, a pod next weekend talking about sort of the results and things like that. But um, otherwise, next game, Arsenal away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight back with, with, with a fairly tough one, isn't it, Bren? Yeah, they won it as well today. I was kind of hoping Brentford would give them a game, um, and, and Odegaard's injury um, might be a good one. But yeah, they they're annoying. Like, uh, Brentford today, uh, just like the, the first game that they they faced a decent team against United, they they lost, and I was hoping it would be the yeah. same today because Brentford are a decent team. Um, yeah. But but they um, they've clearly learned from from recent times that they've got a bit more of a backbone to them to. Um, and yeah, they, they apparently I didn't watch the the game today. Why would I? Uh, but it, apparently they're they're playing playing with confidence with the swagger. It, it's a way, isn't it? This game. Yeah, it is it's the Gooners. So they'll be well up for it, and it, it's a difficult place to go to. It always has been. But it, it is if you do what if you, it, it's a difficult place to go to if you do what Nuno did and drop Skip, who was our best player at that point. In the season. <laughs> of course it is. If I, I swear down. Sorry, I sound really South London. I swear down, bruv. I, I, <laughs> I know. Sorry. All right, Brent. All right, um, 
I think if if Skip started last season, we'd have had enough to like come out of there with like a draw minimum. Mm-hmm. I I I don't see a lot to be scared of with Arsenal. I don't. Probably famous last words and come back to me again on Twitter or social media when you come back to this in, in the season. But I don't see a lot. As you say, they played United and they got played off the park. All right, United are rejuvenated. They they, they, they jig things around and obviously Ten Hag got he's getting his ideas across. But, you know, I didn't see the Brentford game today. So uh, yeah, I can't comment on that one. But they've, they haven't played anybody that good, to be honest. And I think, you know, we I, I go there with, with confidence. I, I, I really do. I know it's an early kickoff. I think I think it's a twelve thirty. You know, so that that mm-hmm. might take a do it as well. We might be a bit slow at the blocks. You know, his first game back after international break. Hopefully, we've got no injuries or nothing serious. I, I, I've got nothing. We've got nothing. I think going there on October the first. I think you know, no, it's, it's nothing. Nothing. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll be all right there. No, I'm hoping for a classic rope a dope performance where we do to try and catch them on the break oh, as much as possible because they'll absolutely. they'll be looking for possession. We know what what they're going to try and do with it. Um, and I think they're also quite quite effective on the break. I've seen them a few of their goals this season. We just need to stop them from doing that. So I imagine Conte will be doing that low block. Um, we'll be, be trying to catch them on the break. And I think we will. I don't think their defence is good enough to deal with our attackers. No, so. no way. And then Arteta will have like a light bulb moment and he'll get it out at half time and he'll start saying, lads, I can feel the energy and doing all that. And doing all that kind <laughs> of, draw McGrath. Exactly, yeah. that kind of GCSE <laughs> level Z kind of pop psychology does. He's... He's just a fraud. And um, no, we, it'll be fine. We'll be fine. Like the confidence. Right, cheers, Ez. Let me just quickly mention footballprizes.co.uk. Still the Richarlison prize that I mentioned last week uh, in the last pod uh, with obviously the skip and the multitude of, of Spurs shirts available as instant prizes as part of that as well. Tickets are three ninety five, and it closes on Tuesday, the 20th of September at 7.30. More than half of the tickets are gone, so get involved there. Don't forget with the code CHEESE10. That's all letters cheese 10 you get a 10% discount off your ticket there's also other prize in there you can get hospitality tickets sadly it is at the Emirates um, <laughs> so they won't be great but you know it's a ticket to go and watch Spurs against Arsenal there's loads of other stuff on there cash prizes uh, computers loads of things computers I sound like my dad <laughs> <laughs> games consoles <laughs> beat a man yeah, loads of other stuff. Front-loading VHS so, recorders. <laughs> get involved, footballprizes.co.uk. Right, um, don't forget the YouTube will be out on Monday, uh, as it always is, the Bank Holiday Monday. So once you've done watching all of the pomp and ceremony of the Queen's funeral, you can get involved with the Cheeseheads at 9 o'clock. Um, they'll also be, I guess, doing a, a one on Friday. as well. We're doing one on Wednesday as well, because um, yeah, myself, Gibbo, uh, James, and I believe... Uh, Ryan from one of the Spurs associations is so I think we're doing one Wednesday night as well okay sounds good so look out for that Cheeseheads um, if you've not subscribed to your podcast provider then please do and don't forget to look at us up on all of the socials and follow us on there um, Bren thanks ever so much for joining hopefully you get back to Brazil safe and sound fairly soon cheers mate yeah good chatting with you both yeah I'm off tomorrow at 6am another 6am flight tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> by 7th of the week via Lisbon London twice and anyway um, yeah it's um, back to Brazil Monday so um, it's been great it was great to see you guys though it was, it was a great day to get all the cheeses together in the beehive and go to the game and went to the food bank and it was it was it was a great day so looking forward to coming back Top stuff, Bren. Yeah, it was good to see you, mate. Uh, Paul, thanks ever so much for joining as well. No worries. I can only echo what uh, Bren and, and you have said. It's, you know, we sit here in our various locations around the world doing this, and it's just nice when we all get to a game and, you know, and 
you know, and get around and, and have a chat with people and you know, people come up and say like, you know, thanks very much for what you do and it's just it's just really nice to like put some faces to names and stuff like this as well. A couple of we met a couple of patrons yesterday and obviously that that was really lovely and it was yeah, the weather was nice, performance was great. Brendo from the other side of the world, you know, and, you know, and, and like yeah, it was it was lovely and it's always good doing this, always. It is, yeah. The Cheesehead family grows and grows. It's always nice to see everybody involved. Right, Cheeseheads, until next time, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.